Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ramble. Pretty basic. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to Pretty Basic. Hello. I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. How are you doing, Ram? You, you just look like you're glowing. I am doing very well, thank you. I exfoliated my skin last night. I made Alicia touch it. Honestly? I'm probably going to break out now. So, I was scared, too. I was like, okay, let me use the back of my hand. <laughs> thank you. No, so smooth. What product did you use? Um, The Peter Thomas broth from X Peeling Gel, which I talked about in our favorites video. Oh, the one that I have. episode. That, like, beads? Yes. Oh, so My good. face was disgusting. Like, I was saying... Especially working out, like sweat and everything is just like... It just builds it, yeah. up. I was very hungover yesterday. And my number one thing when I like go to when I'm hungover is like my face feels so dry and gross. That thing takes it all off, all my dead skin. And I feel like I have a fresh face and I feel like I'm not hungover anymore. <laughs> it's also like you're washing away any bad decisions. Exactly. All the regret, <laughs> all the Tito's, yes. it's just gone. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? Honestly, really good. I feel happy too. Just like a good morning. Also, Yay. I've been living for the weather. Um, Oh my god me too so i normally i don't know one we get an hour of sleep soon whenever the time changes but also it's just kind of crisp la is finally not 100 degrees everyone else in the world would totally laugh at us oh, because yeah. this is our fall it's, it's like a literally 65 out. maybe like sun <laughs> shining like no clouds no rain um but i'm loving it because it's just reminding me of exciting times in the holidays and even yesterday mm-hmm. when i went over to your house um, I was think- driving over, it was dark earlier than normal because the time change is coming. And it just reminded me of last year and oh, Vlogmas. Vlogmas yes. and like going to the basketball game and just like exciting things when you like, you know, when you're driving somewhere, it's usually around dusk when even though the day is almost quote over, but you still have like something exciting going on, whether it's like Disneyland or like just it, fun oh, things yeah. are about to Your happen. days feel so much longer. Kind right? of. Is that the thing? Because spring, four, fall, yeah, so it gets, it gets longer Yeah, now. but it's like yeah. darker. I don't know. So I've just, I think the past few days I've really been living for that. And it yeah. just feels like this time of year and I'm excited. The time change is so funny to me because as a kid. Oh, fall back. I loved it because I would get an extra hour or depending on if I lost an hour or gained an hour. It was great when I was in school. But now that I'm a YouTuber. With lighting. It's, it's so much opposite. worse. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. You get an hour to fall asleep, but you lose like two hours of light. Of so now time. when normally we would film at, let's say one or two is prime lighting now we have to start earlier at mm-hmm. like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and it's just it's an adjustment yeah I remember after after school um I started actually preferring the spring forward because we got more light yeah opposed to all growing exactly. up I only liked the other one during the spring when you start doing YouTube videos you're like oh my god I have like all the time yeah, in the world I it's only it's time. only noon I can't procrastinate now. all right so today we are not going to have a game 
apologies. But what are we going to be talking about? Well, the way that this came up, obviously you guys can see from the title, we really wanted to touch on anxiety and just feeling anxious, whether however much, I don't know. I feel like it just, it affects everyone so differently. And here's our, I guess our disclaimer should be here in the beginning, just saying if this is something that you struggle with and you're unsure if you want to just even hear us talk about it, um, then I would definitely, you know, just be wary of that. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Obviously we're going to be talking about some touchy subjects, but I think it would be so helpful just to kind of share our stories with it. You know, we don't want this to be a tutorial or like a doctor's seminar office type, like here's everything to know. We just want this to be advice from two girls who are in their 20s who have dealt with it and how it kind of came up in our lives. And I see this so much even on Twitter of people just saying, oh, we'd love to hear how you deal with it or, yeah. you know, I didn't oh. even know, just that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I'm actually really excited for this episode because Rem and I, I feel like the best episodes we have are when we are having those real talks in real life. Yeah. And even just over the past two, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I had, so yeah, we're, I, this is very new to me. I had my first like actual real anxiety attack two weeks ago. Oh my God. And I like the thing the, uh, I've only learned so much in two weeks about how to function with it. I've had a lot of people in my family deal with it very severely for a long time. And so I always was like the friend, you knew about the family it. member. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I didn't understand exactly what they were going through. I can only be so empathetic when it came to that. And it's hard. Oh, it's so hard. It's it's even hard to distinguish what's happening. Yeah. In the moment when I was, I guess we can get into this later, but in the moment when I was having my anxiety attack, I didn't know I was because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it felt like. Oh my God, completely. And it's so hard, but you, actually the only real person who like reached out on their own was you. Oh my God. To talk to I me about it. I saw your tweet. Yeah, I tweeted about it, but I was just genuinely wanting to know, like, does anybody have anything they can help me with because yeah. if god forbid this ever happens again like i want to i want to be able to be a little more prepared yeah because i always thought i would always say my brother struggles a lot with it and so i'd always feel so bad but i'd always think like oh thank goodness like i i i missed the gene or whatever it yeah. was that that yeah. gives you anxiety and turns out i didn't yeah i don't know if it was a one-time thing i called my brother during the like while i was like having Aww. my freak out and he was like normal people have it too and i yeah. was like well am i normal or am i is this a thing that's gonna happen that was a big thing for me when i first started going to therapy i would kind of touch on anxiety because obviously that was a big thing for me but i almost like i wanted someone to almost give me a gauge of mm-hmm. like okay you have this much like I, I just was so confused I was like what's normal am I is this normal that other people deal with this is this extreme yeah. like where am I on the scale and I remember she never really gave that to me but I'm kind of glad because I think I would have like let that label me it's so relative too and, and it, it, it depends on the day it depends it on just, how you're feeling it depends and it doesn't define you and I think that's something that's so huge because I heard this one time that said someone said instead of saying I have anxiety they try to use the language of anxiety happens to me sometimes mm. and to not let that be like a label of who you are yeah. or something that you struggle with and I remember hearing that and I was like wow I actually really like that because it can happen to anyone at any age yeah. people I'm sure in their 30s or 40s just happen to like experience it yeah and even same for me like my first few times I had no idea what it was yeah and I just thought I was nervous like I couldn't breathe and I was like okay like maybe I'm just maybe I'm sick should I go to the doctor like I honestly had no idea and I think so many people can relate to that yeah and when you tell someone to also it's hard when it's in waves and you don't know if it'll happen again and then it's just it's kind of all over the place and stuff so yeah but we've been talking about it just 
to each other, I think, ever since you brought it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've been wanting to do an episode like this, but um, last week we had a crew in here and we wanted to do it. Oh my God, I was so (laughs) nervous to talk in front of them. I'm sorry. We wanted to do one. It's a scary thing to talk about, though. It is. It's just personal. And that's the one thing I always love about our podcast is I feel like we're just very open and personal about different things. And this is something we've completely never touched on. Yeah. Should I talk about where mine came from? Yeah, if you want to go on that, I think we can do that. Okay. Um, For the past, like, month or so, and this is why I feel bad still about the Hailey Bieber comments, (laughs) because I don't know what she's going through, and so that was, like, pretty not very nice on me, but, I mean, I was going through a lot with, like, my family, Um, I had some, like, friend stuff going on, I had um, some, like, relationship things, and then just, like, work stuff, you know, it just all piles up, and I'm someone who likes to really... Uh, I wouldn't say compartmentalize, but just kind of like uh, forgive and forget. I just kind of like put it Ignorance in a box, bliss, store kinda, it exactly, yeah. store it away, which I'm trying to get better at. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think I realized like the repercussions that that would bring. Yeah. And so I just had a lot of stuff like piling on and piling on and piling on. And I'd get a little nervous from time to time and get like a little anxious, but I thought I was fine. No big deal. Until one night I was like totally okay. The night before had been a pretty bad night, but I was like totally fine. Like it's a new day. I'm going to move on. Um, and I had gone out to dinner and I was in Vegas with my boyfriend. And at dinner, I had had one drink. So like no, totally yeah. casual drink. Like that was it. And so as we were leaving, nothing was wrong too. I was like totally fine. I We were trying to get a taxi to leave. And then as we were about to get in the taxi, I was like, whoa. It felt like this moment of like when the sound all around your ears just like cups in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like almost someone put like noise canceling headphones on, but they're only half working. So you hear like like whispers mm-hmm. from outside. And I was just like, wait, 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 like something's wrong. And so my boyfriend, I can say his name now, Cal. <laughs> Cal was like, I'm like, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you, go- are you okay? And I was like, I need to sit down. So we sat down in those like little chairs that are in every Vegas lobby on the way <laughs> out of the like the lobby to the parking garage or to like the valet. And so I just sat there and I was like dude I got drugged in my mind I had fully convinced myself I was drugged because I started like I couldn't breathe mm. I was like sweaty I didn't even know what I don't know what it's like to be drugged but yeah. I was just like this is something so you knew it wasn't wrong. just a drink exactly and in your head you're like well I had one drink exactly so like this is the xyz like x equals yeah whatever yeah, yeah what else could it be exactly so I was just like no like some something someone slipped something in and he's like no no you were fine you're fine you're fine like five minutes ago but him saying that over and over again triggered me even more because you're like because Wait. I was like no but I'm not fine yeah how are you fine and I'm not yeah. fine and then my knees started to shake Aww. and he was like I'm gonna go get you water so he like got up to leave and then I like freaked out at the thought of me being alone because Aww. I thought I was legitimately going to die I have never felt like that in my entire life. And more so because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like I don't I don't know what drug this is, but like I can't be alone if I'm gonna pass out, like he's not gonna be here. Yeah. So I got up with him and I walked like so slowly to find a water bottle. And then once I was standing there and I was like uh-huh. shaking like a little chihuahua I realized like two weeks before I was with Ollie we were driving somewhere and I was having like a nervous breakdown about something going on in my personal life and he was like no I think you're like it's so crazy because my brain had triggered myself to think one thing like the worst possible thing yeah two weeks ago um I was like oh my god this is happening to me and he's like no I think you're fine I think it's gonna be like totally okay but I think that you're so stressed out and anxious about everything I think you're just like devel- developing anxiety I was like no no, no I can't have anxiety yeah. like I'm no, like, I'm fine that doesn't happen to yeah me. in your head you're like I've never dealt with it I don't deal with exactly that. I'm 24 I'm not gonna deal with it yeah and I, he was like no 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 like I get anxiety attacks all the time I was like what does it feel like he's like it feels like you're gonna die and yeah. I was like 
okay. Like I thought he was kind of kidding. And then in that moment when I was standing in Vegas two weeks later and my body was shaking and I thought I was going to die, I called him. I was like, I think I'm having an anxiety attack. And he's like, just breathe. It's going to be okay. And then I called, I called a lot of people. I called my aunt too. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like I'm freaking out. Like I don't, I didn't know that this was ever going to happen to me. And she's like, the last thing you need to do right now is think that you like you you need to not be scared that it's going to happen again she's like I can hear it in your voice you are terrified and you being afraid to like live to ever have another drink casually with dinner because you're afraid it's going to happen she's like that's when it's going to trigger it even more yeah because you're living your life in fear now yeah so that was my night I went home and went to bed and woke up feeling like a lot better and since then I feel like I've, I haven't it's a thought weird about it too feeling. much but I, it, I felt like a lull inside of me like this weird emptiness kind of thing yeah and then I tweeted and I asked people um how they deal with it and a lot of people had a lot of really good and everyone responses. experiences it so differently mm-hmm. and it's hard I think for people who haven't experienced it because the cliche things do help like yeah. take a deep breath, breathe, sit down. Like yeah. so, I think people who don't understand can try to help you feel better. But it's so different when you have someone who understands and doesn't dumb down how you're feeling. Yeah. Um. The first time, well, quick story time. So, for me, I never really thought I kind of dealt with it. I knew my mom struggled with anxiety all growing up. I knew she had struggled with it. Mm-hmm. So I always knew kind of what it was, but. The first time I ever, okay, so I did this acting class maybe three years ago now almost. Oh, my God. And one day. Before your Disney stardom. Before my (laughs) Disney stardom. One day we were supposed to do this exercise in class. And the acting coach said, all you have to do is bring two sentimental items that you've kept with you over the years. It could be literally anything. It could have as little or as much meaning to you, just anything. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I run late all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You could not be late for this class. (laughs) It was like nine weeks long. I don't know how I successfully completed it, but I'm running out the door. I'm like, oh my God, shoot, I need two things. I don't want to be called up in front of the class and not have anything. So I grabbed this necklace from Ashley that she gave to me for Christmas. And I remember thinking about that when I'm going to do that. Then there was something else I was trying to find couldn't find it finally I just see like my cheer bow on the ground or something and or in a drawer so I just grabbed that really quick because I I had had that for a few years now from college quickly grab it run out the door we're in class and I'm not sure if there's an actual name for this exercise but basically he wanted us all to kind of spread throughout the room find a little quiet place sit down and pick one of the items that we brought and just kind of talk to it or talk whatever comes out of your mouth. So everyone's kind of like whispering. It's like a dark room too. And it's like kind of quiet. And I just remember being like, okay, cool. Like whatever. And he said, don't be surprised if you get emotional. And me, I was like, I'm not going to be emotional. (laughs) I go to reach for the necklace because I kind of had it in my head. I expected us to have to talk about it in front of the class. Yeah. So I kind of already. That was a little more sentimental. It was more sentimental. It had more meaning, more stuff to talk about, about it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I reached for the cheer bow. Okay. So I'm sitting there with my cheer bow. And it was the first year in college that I cheered. So I'm just looking at it and I was just kind of talking about, I remember cheer, for instance, this would be me talking. Mm -hmm. I would say cheer was really cool because it was the first thing that was just me growing up in a musical family. Like, thank you for kind of like letting me grow and do something different. Or, oh, I also remember my first time doing this. Just like anything that would come out of your mouth, right? And the next thing I know, like around the room, you kind of hear people starting to cry a little bit too. Wow. It was very powerful, right? It's kind of weird. This isn't even like a spiritual thing. It was just like an exercise, you know? <laughs> so I was like, what's going on? The next thing I know, I'm just talking. And I remember saying I started feeling independence. And it was so cool that like adrenaline in front of a crowd and being able to perform. And then all of a sudden, 
I say it was also the first time I really, really experienced anxiety. And then I broke down crying. I had no idea that I struggled with anxiety then. I knew I always was nervous to tumble and cheer, like the tumbling, like doing oh backflips and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was always n- more nervous than most people. Well, because you can break your face. Yeah, but it was different. And I remember seeing everyone else do it, just not care so quickly to jump over or whatever and stuff. And I truly would feel like paralyzed and I'd have to like really like take deep breaths and go. And it was like such a struggle. And it was to the point where I stopped enjoying cheer because of it, because I was just truly terrified. And then I just, I was in that moment breaking down and I was like, wow, like, is this one of the reasons why I've kept onto this cheer bow? I had like, it wasn't even just good memories. And that was such a huge moment for me because throughout those two years that I cheered, I had no idea that's how I felt. Like, I didn't know that that wasn't, that that's what I was dealing with at that time. And it was just such a paralyzing feeling. And then I just started crying. And then here I am in this acting class, freaking out, thinking, oh my gosh, what's the chance that I just like happened to like grab this cheer bow. And I don't think that like even the necklace would have given me like that response, you know, yeah. like it was so weird. And um, even Ashley's on that soul cycle retreat right now. Uh-huh. They did something kind of similar yesterday. Oh and I was telling, I was like, oh my God, that's insane. It's so crazy how like there's those, there's those feelings deep down that you have no idea until you like kind of yeah. say it, you know? Before that, in high school, I remember my junior year, also cheer, which is funny. I was, I remember during tests, and test anxiety is always kind of a thing that I think a lot of people deal with. Just, you know, whenever you have a test or something, you get really nervous, you start to like breathe kind of funny or whatever. I know that's like extremely normal. But I remember, you remember, I'm sure your song uniform was the same like the um the turtleneck the turtleneck yeah. you know how it's like really tight yeah I remember specifically on game days because all most tests were always on Fridays for whatever reason when there was a game day so we would wear our uniforms I remember I would have to like pull my turtleneck out because I felt like I couldn't breathe mm. so I only thought it was because I was wearing the turtleneck you know oh. and then finally I realized oh I'm just like I can't like kind of breathe and then I remember telling my mom and she obviously dealing with anxiety was like oh like how does it feel like whatever and then I remember saying I think I kind of I think I should go to the doctor because in my head I was like, once I, I'm told I'm fine, I'll be fine, but I'm going to worry about it until someone tells me I'm okay. Yeah, that's how I felt too. And my mom dealing with it herself was like, hey, like, what do you think like the root of this is? You know, obviously the doctor said I was fine, but said you're probably just dealing with some test anxiety or whatever. And she's like, are you having any boy problems? And I was like, no, like, <laughs> we're good. No, we're fine. And then my mom, actually, I was talking about all of this to her last night and she reminded me of this story. And she said that she remembers me telling her that I was nervous about college because I was a junior in high school. And like, that was a huge thing that was bothering me around the time. Mm -hmm. And it was so crazy how I feel like, at least in my life personally, whenever I am experiencing more anxiety, there's usually like a deeper cause or like root or something sometimes. Sometimes it's just for no reason. Mm -hmm. But then other times there's something that is like an issue that like I'm not talking about that like it kind of finds a way to kind of like seep out. Because if you think about it, like your body, that's just your body coping with something. Mm -hmm. And even like in that moment for you, like your body reacted as if it thought it was drugged. Yeah. Like truly. And what's crazy is when you tell someone who doesn't get it, oh no, like I think I'm drugged or something like that. And they're like, no, 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 you're not. But like your body is still reacting that way. Your brain is just thinking one way and that's it. And that's the whole like fight, like the fight or flight thing. Like your body physically is reacting that way. And that's terrifying. Yeah. I think what's even, what's also really scary is a lot of people who are dealing with it tell someone and 
maybe the person A doesn't understand, but also B doesn't react in the correct way. Yeah. In like, oh, you're fine. Oh, you're being dramatic or something like yeah. that. And I think that's Overreacting. Like the last thing that someone would want to hear if they're actually dealing with anxiety. Oh On the God, flip yeah. side, though, I know a lot of people do throw the word around, I think, a little too much yeah. at the same time. I was scared to talk about it online for the longest time because I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. Who just like throws it around. You no, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I think Lauren's done a really good job. Yeah. At talking about anxiety and she helped me a lot too because I texted her and Good. I was like I, what was so crazy is I remember while I was having it I didn't obviously know what was happening but when we went to Big Bear like two or three years ago or so we she ended up having we had to stop at a grocery store and she she like handles it so well but she ended up having an anxiety attack by herself in the bathroom and I walked in to like check she make sure she was okay and she was just on the ground just breathing and I was like freaking out I was like what do I do like yeah. I, I've never seen this before and she was like no no I'm good like she handles it like a champ and she's like I, she just breathed through it she got some water and she was fine after and so when I figured out that I was having anxiety I thought straight back to I remember exactly where she was in that bathroom and I just did exactly what she did and it helped me a lot mm. actually I should find what she texted me she yeah. gave me some good advice too um, one girl messaged me on Instagram DMs and I'm not going to give her a name because she asked to be nameless so she said, hi, Remy, this message actually concerns your tweet about experiencing your first anxiety attack. I couldn't DM you on there, so I wanted to DM you, DM you here. First off, it's scary. It's really scary. When I experienced my first one, there was no words to really describe what I was feeling. It was the most terrifying feeling. The utter feeling of hopelessness and desperation. Mm -hmm. Feeling like an elephant is sitting on your chest while you pace around the room. It's t a terrible, terrible experience. There's a span of my life where I was experiencing almost daily anxiety attacks and it was horrendous. People always say, go for a run or keep yourself distracted. And yes, those two tips do help, but it's much more work than that. You have to train your brain. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what is triggering your anxiety. Something that always triggers mine is the fear of the future or unknown. I always ask myself, what if, what if? And it spirals me into a thousand thoughts about my future. I literally have to stop in my tracks and audibly say stop. Yes. I've been a huge fan of Pretty Basic and just a huge fan of you for a while. And in the podcast, I know you said you went and saw a therapist. What I suggest doing is talking with him or her and figuring out what triggers your anxiety for you and then figure out what your action plan or how to prevent your anxiety attacks. I think that is literally the most amazing advice ever. She's so nice. Love you, girly. You know what's so crazy, though, is when I was having it, as I was coming down, I was talking to Cal and I was like, okay, I need to figure out like what. Yeah. where this is coming from and he said for him specifically though he was like honestly when I have them I try not to think about it because when I think about it then it happens again yeah so I guess like it's really it really is different for everybody but I actually on the side really talked to myself and figured out okay like what exactly there was so there were like 15 moving factors for that day yeah. so I haven't really pinpointed it yeah but actually what I did was as I was like having my come down if you will I called some people that I was kind of like having a little like stress towards I was like a little upset with them and I just never said anything so I called them I texted them and I like that automatically kind of like relieved some stress too for me also totally agreeing with that there's there are times where I expect there to be like one underlying huge reason that makes sense yeah sometimes it's just five small things mm -hmm. or there's just other things or again there's times where I'm like I don't actually know but yeah any any little thing that you can kind of erase from like the list mm -hmm. that might be helps so much like even yesterday I was just anxious all day so I told TK and she's the best at this I I think also finding someone that you feel like can help you a lot like for instance Ashley and I have talked about this like Ashley's personality is very 
what's the problem? You need water. I'll go get you water. But it's hard for her when it's stuff like this because she's like, I don't know what to do other than say they're there. It'll be okay. You know what I mean? So finding someone who can kind of, who you feel comfortable with talking it through. Like for instance, TK is like, okay, like let's go through everything. What's the first thing that's bothering you? Okay. Why is that bothering you? Like, oh, it's okay. Like you'll be fine. Once we figure that out and I'm like, wow, I feel better. She'll say, okay, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. And she's very persistent with that. And then we, it's kind of just, instead of seeing it as this huge mountain that you have to face, you're just looking like two steps in front of you. Like, oh yeah, well, that thing bothered me, but okay. Like, oh, I feel better. Or you know what? Last week, someone said something that has been in my head all week. You know, mm-hmm. like little things like that. I think even though it may seem like, no, I know that's not the main reason. Just getting those little things kind of out of the way help make that mountain half as half yeah. as big. Oh, completely. I think that makes so much sense. And I think with anything in life, it's easier to take like tackle it by taking little baby steps and like trying to leap forward. Even the the I like the line that she said about you have to saying stop to her brain and stuff, because it's true. Like you can I don't know the science to this, but when you're so used to saying something in your head of like, what if, what if, what if, what if it almost like causes that like that's like becomes normal. Mm -hmm. So you have to physically train your brain to not go there and to say something else. And that's, it's so true. It becomes like a habit almost. Yeah, it's it's like an actual neurological thing. Yeah, exactly. Lauren said a really good method of coming out of it is grounding. I was, I wrote that down. I've never heard of this. She said there's a bunch of different ways, but it's essentially acknowledging everything around you that's real to bring your mind back to the present. She said like acknowledging everything in a certain color around you or finding something that's square in your surroundings or just like, figuring like looking around and just being aware of everything it's funny because we always talk about being living in the moment and being present but Mm -hmm. this is one of the best exercises for that so even even sometimes sometimes I get social anxiety so if I'm at an event or talking to people and I notice my mind wandering and I'm not really in the conversation and then I notice that I'm not in the conversation and then I freak out because I feel like I'm awkward and then my mind just goes everywhere I usually do this for that situation Mm -hmm. but I'll sit and be like okay where are we I'm at this place. Like, for instance, in this room right now, I'd be like, okay, feel the chair. Because a lot of times you're, you know, sensory adaptation, like you get used to things. Like, even though you're sitting on that couch. You can't couch, even feel clothes on your body You don't right even now. feel Isn't them. that so but weird? But what you do is you bring attention to that. So you're like, okay, yeah. I'm on this gray couch. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in this room that we've been in for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. that we were comfortable in here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel? What do you taste? What do you smell? Like, that's grounding. So you kind of, like, ground yourself in the present moment. Yeah. So if I'm talking to someone, let's say we're sitting at a table. I'll, like feel the table. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I feel the table. I'm here. Um, And you can do anything. I loved the color thing, you know, because it's like, okay, find everything that's blue. Like it just kind of really brings you back and takes your mind off of everything else Mm -hmm. and brings you in that moment. Even things like taste, like smell, like that was even um, an exercise for acting too, to like really be in that present moment when it comes to like stuff. So we would do kind of exercises like that, but so interesting and really just kind of take a step back, take some deep breaths and like feel where you are. Yeah. I think what's kind of crazy about my thing, I've been really trying to think about it and figure out what my trigger was, but something that was crazy to me was that I feel like a lot of signs were coming that something was going to happen for me and that I've been feeling just differently as a human being, but I kind of ignored it and I was like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me, I don't know. Me too. And then it like triggered, but like I was telling you, I think I'm starting to develop some claustrophobia. Yeah. Like we went to Japan and went to this... um, little art museum art museum and we walked into a room and it was gorgeous i was so excited for it but it was like this mirrored room that just had these like light strips coming and it was down. it was a maze so you didn't really know where the exit was too which yeah. is a big thing it was like i walked in and i my eyes adjusted and i actually had it on camera i like 
I almost, I got like nauseous and I almost started to like pass out mm. like three or four times. I kept going like, I, I don't like this. I don't like this because I was so I remember dizzy hearing you say that. and I felt like trapped and I was freaking out, but everyone was having a good time. So I was like trying to be fine. But like anything, even like something as small as pre-workout lately yeah. has been making me feel trapped yeah. because you get, you take this like mass amount of caffeine to work out and then the thing is like the caffeine takes time to wear off. Mm-hmm. So for that amount of time, I'm trapped with that like yeah. itchiness or whatever it may be that yeah. causes it. Or even just the thought of having like caffeine pumping through my blood like freaked me yeah. out for a little bit. I yeah. was like, I can't get out when of it. When you hyper focus on it. Which is like a lot. I, I don't know why I'm doing it. I've never no. done it. But I think that's what a big trigger was for me. Oh, full. I can so see that. It, oh my God. From anything. Just something as small as pre-workout. Oh my God, completely. And it's freaky. It, it's scary. But I feel like a lot of people probably could relate to that too. Yeah, what you said about you kind of felt like it was coming. A huge yeah. thing for me is when I'm extremely exhausted. Mm. And I know, I think now I'm, I realize how it's important to take care of myself for reasons like this. Mm-hmm. This was only two or three, two weeks ago because it was the same time. Remember you? Oh, yeah. We're this is why we were this. talking yes. about it because we both had no idea each, each other was kind of like going through it Sad that week. same page. Sad same page. <laughs> but one week I remember... I was waking up early to go training, to go to the gym, whatever. And I was also staying up extremely late. I would go to a concert here. I would do this. And I remember thinking, it's fine. We're just going to rally. We're going to hustle through it. We'll get it. We'll get it done. And the next thing I know, I started having crazy heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. And I had had them before. I literally thought I was dying and having a heart attack. So I took myself to urgent care and then felt extremely stupid when the girl said, did you have a lot of caffeine? And I was like, (laughs) yeah. But I just felt so like an idiot. But I knew – and I knew, but I knew I also wanted to check because heart stuff is so scary. So a few months later, here we are again. I'm extremely exhausted. And my heart – like literally it felt like it would stop. And I looked up heart palpitations and it said it was extreme stress, exhaustion, caffeine, like a whole bunch of natural things that – I was talking to Taylor again, (laughs) had my breakdown, and she was like, it makes complete sense why you're dealing with this because all the symptoms you have, of course, anything heart to, of course, when you read and research anything, it makes it 10 times scarier because of course- Worst case scenario. It's all the worst. And that's the thing about, you go to the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. You actually, like your mind just goes there and it's so hard not to have it go there. But it was so comforting knowing like, you know what, if I want to go and get another EKG, I can go do that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll cost 50 bucks. But if that being, like brings me peace of mind, that's OK. Yeah. But really just trusting your gut. Like I'm a Christian, so I was praying like no other. And that helps me more than anything, honestly. But just realizing that this is probably like my body just reacting to this. I knew I was it was a checklist. I was like, I have had literally no sleep. I've been having pre-workout and two cups of coffee like almost every day. I'm not drinking much water. I'm not sleeping. I am really stressed. Like all these different things going on that I was like, wow, like I feel like now I see such a different look to why I should take care of myself in a (laughs) different way. And it it was true. Like I kind of cut back on on the caffeine. I started sleeping and it took a few days, but they just kind of naturally went away. Good. But um. Yeah, that was – oh, my God, that was so scary. And then you you tweeted, and I was like, what is going on of in the course, world? Of this course. This is insane. Even Taryn, I remember she um, – there was a few people, her and a few other people. They were like – not really. They, it was just a weird Monday. Mm-hmm. Even um, some of TK's friends were like, that Monday was just weird. And I was like, wait, that's insane. The universe is throwing um, us for a spin. Oh, my God, no, completely. But, yeah, the grounding thing really, really helps me. Oh, this is something that's so weird. And obviously I know that this is something I actually did last night driving home. I kind of like felt weird from your place. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching one of Shane Dawson's videos, the one he did with Bunny. um, Oh, yeah, Graveyard Girl. And she had this uh, convertible, this Porsche, I think. And 
he was like, what the heck? Cause she had like different cars or something. And she was like, yeah, weird enough. This actually really helps my anxiety having like the roof off because the wind in my face and it's just like calming. Mm. So obviously like, I don't have a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled down I, the windows to your Nissan Sentra. <laughs> literally I'm in my Nissan Sentra. I just rolled down my window. I just felt my mind going places and I'm like, you don't need to be going there. What are you doing? Yeah. And then I felt my body kind of tense up. So I was like, you know what? Deep breaths. I rolled down my windows and on the freeway, like, it just calmed me so much. Right. So if you're ever driving and driving, feeling claustrophobic, like that's a huge thing. That's really scary too. Mm -hmm. um, my mom always struggled with it because she got in a really bad car accident. So that's where a lot of hers came from. Yeah. So driving and commuting is really hard, but literally just like putting on like a song, a nice relaxing song. I'll put on worship music and then just put down the windows and drive and like the wind in my hair or face or whatever, like is such a calming feeling. And that's something that literally I did last night and it helped so much. I feel like being with a dog or like your pet too could help a lot. Oh my god, yeah. Little May May. I know when I was freaking out, all I wanted was Daisy. Yeah. Just to like sit here and like yeah. pet her like this. Oh my god. Yeah. I think the biggest thing um for me that's helped too is over the years I always thought <laughs> for instance, when I was doing cheer, I thought once I'm I remember quitting like my last competition and walking away from the mat and being like, bye, never dealing with you again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm never gonna have to tumble in my life ever again. Yeah. And I thought it would end at that. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was just tumbling. That's the only thing I struggle with. Yeah. Everything else in my life was fine. And then that's after the cheer whole thing, that's when I started having trouble sleeping and getting anxiety when it came to sleeping. Wow. And that's when I realized it was a rude awakening of realizing, oh, my gosh, this is something that I'm just going to have to deal with. If and it's, it's going to thing, it's something It's going to pop up in many different ways over the years. And I... This isn't just a, oh, it was just when I took tests or, oh, this isn't just because of cheer. And at, at first it was actually kind of scary moment because I was like, oh, okay, like this may be longer than I anticipated. But at the same time, it was kind of comforting realizing, okay, like I'm in more control than I think, you mm -hmm. know, like this is just something I may have to deal with, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be able to get through it easily. And mm -hmm. so many people struggle with it too. I think once you're able to like figure out what it is and figure out how you deal with it best because everyone replied to my tweet with so many great things but they're all different mm -hmm. some people were like I need to go for a run some people were like I just need to sit and breathe some people were like I need to take a bath some yeah. people said I need to just like talk it out whatever it may be yeah. like that works for all of them and I'm so glad that they all figured out what is going to help them yeah but I think you know god forbid again if I get another one then I have to figure out like okay what helps me because I just wanted to be quiet. Yeah. And just like breathe and just like it felt never ending. Yeah. It was it was terrifying, but at least I know now a lot of different techniques I can try. Yeah. For sure. Something that my mom told me too that helped me over the years is that anxiety is the fear of fear. Mm -hmm. And hearing it that way makes you feel so much more powerful feeling like, "Oh, I'm just scared of being scared." Do you know what I mean? Of oh, being yeah. afraid. And that's like such a powerful feeling because it, it dumbs it down for you in this way that's so much better. And I think, I don't know, I just remember that clicking with me so much and realizing that has helped me over the years so much. And I think one of the worst things you can do is be scared of it coming and not want it to come because then it's just probably going to happen because you're feeding that. That was my thing when I was like, exactly. so I didn't want to live and like yeah, do anything but fun it's, ever it's again. It's paralyzing. Mm -hmm. But you obviously, you know, some people have fears that kind of make more sense and then some people have fears that you couldn't live if that was the case, if you cater to it's that. Crippling. And yeah. It's crippling. And if you try to like go around it and baby it, like it almost grows and grows into more. So I think the best thing to do is, you know what, say, you know what, if this comes on, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to be fine. This is all that it is. This is my body reacting to it. This is just me being scared of it happening again. But you know what, I'm going to take it day by day and 
yeah, it almost it's crazy. I think talking, at least personally for me, I love I want I really wanted this just to be more of like how our personal things. Because, oh, I have no idea what to do and, and like the whole situation whatsoever. But yeah, I think I don't know. I think if I. I would love to have had a podcast just hearing other people talk about it in a sense of you you're don't have the an- you're not alone you don't have the answers but also if they can do it like I can do it too like I think that's something that I would have loved to have um when I was going through it all and stuff and luckily there's like so many YouTube I'm sure there's so many like amazing YouTube videos TED Talks and all that stuff that you guys should really like look up to mm-hmm. or look at if you have any like send them to us we would love to hear those but yeah the motto of your feelings are valid and you're not alone. Oh, we Always really wrap that up. We need merch with your feelings are valid. Oh my That's God. That's good. What else can we make? What else should we make? I don't know. <laughs> we need to get on that. All right, guys. Well, yeah, please be sure to like tweet us, Instagram, DM us, whatever it may be if you have any advice because I would love to learn some more techniques and know what you guys are going through or anything like that. And um, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe Don't to, to Pretty subscribe. Basic. Yes. Pretty Basic. <laughs> Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And um, yeah, You're we'll talk to it. you soon. <laughs> Love you guys. Okay, bye. Bye.